Okay, so I'm here with Liv Ullman, who is most recently the subject of a documentary, Liv and Ingmar. It's a very great honor to talk with you. Liv, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. It's getting to be afternoon in New York, and I'm so happy to be here at the New York yeah. Film Festival, how showing you... a movie that I'm... Yeah. Happy with. How often do you get out to New York? I know you you actually uh, played theater here in various. So, oh, I yeah, played yes. theater here. To say to, that's sort of an underway way of understating it. <laughs> yeah, many many times, and my daughter went to uh, high school and university here, and I have a little flat here, <laughs> and I live in Boston, so I don't live so far from New York, uh -huh. and. I used to say that Rome was my favorite city. In some ways it still is, although it has changed. But New York will always be a favorite city in my life because it it has everything that I care for. Let's go ahead and get into the movie. Uh, Tolstoy once suggested that time and patience were the greatest of all warriors. And in watching this film, the great astonishment I had was how you maintain such grace and such patience with Ingmar throughout this entire run. I mean, here was a guy who locked the doors, locked you and other cast members up, who built the wall around his house, who did all sorts of things. I mean, didn't let you see family and friends, uh, basically boarded you up. And, and I have to ask just from a basic standpoint, you know, how do you maintain such patience with a figure like that is his genius enough to forgive his eccentricities? Uh, were you just in a state where, at that young age, where you were in awe of this man who is uh, who was so intense and romantic? I mean, I, just just to start off here, I was really curious. I mean, that takes a lot of fortitude. Well, you know, when you describe it, it sounds more dramatic than it it really was because he built this house for us and I think he had a dream that we would be there painfully connected and really by ourselves and yeah. and that is a dream you can have when you are middle-aged which he was because yeah. the world had been tiring for her for him and uh, I I was so much in love that I didn't questioning it and, and it's many 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 years ago when yes. women more easily took to that role yeah. and I don't think I questioned it so much as I sometimes felt I don't think I can consider living like this for always because I longed for things which were outside of this island mm -hmm. and it's more when I look back at it I think uh, so that was the leave I was then, and yeah. the leave that I'm now wouldn't let that happen. But mostly, it was an incredible time. It was five years of my life living on that island that I would never, never uh, be without. But you do say in the film, I was trapped in another person's fantasy. No, I didn't say I was trapped. I said, I think I'm living in living someone in, uh, else's yes. dream. Got it, got it. Yeah, and w why I corrected you on that is, one thing is to be trapped, because that can hurt if you have your tail in there. Sorry for the paraphrase. Yeah, <laughs> but to live in someone else's yeah. dream, that can be beautiful, and for a long time, a dream can seem beautiful, but it's not your dream and if you are to live you have to be in your own reality and or in your own dream 
But surely even before all this, you had your own dreams. You had perhaps some kind of autonomy that was in bloom. When did you know that you had this independent imagination? Well, my, maybe my dream was to live in someone else's dream. For many women, that is a dream at that time, at that absolutely. Time. Yeah. But even today, I know women still are dreaming about yeah. man coming riding on the, the white horse. But we are talking now about uh, 50 years ago or 45 years ago. Women at that time, we had different expectations, or we thought we had, than women today and sometimes I feel that women at that time maybe had a more realistic uh, look at life than than women today I'm very happy more realistic how so I I think we said yes to more of life we weren't uh, into Facebook and Twitters and computers we we didn't look down at our hand all the time we looked more at other people's faces and things that were yeah. happening around us i mean that actually leads me to ask you i mean well if you have an age defined by smartphones and social media the very intimate cinema that you made with ingmar that you have made on your own i mean what chance is there today for that to grow, to have an audience? There's been a lot of op-ed columns recently in light of the New York Film Festival in which people are arguing, well, why aren't there more films for adults? Or is film culture dead? What are your thoughts on this? I mean, is it still very much alive or is this becoming a more exclusive audience? And what do you do uh, as a filmmaker and as an actor to, uh, to, to counter the, uh, in the limiting short attention spans? I hope it is not uh, dead because still to sit in a dark movie house is one of the few places now that people can be and share laughter and dreams and incredible talent like you go and watch a ballet or opera or a concert but it's less and less of that which is very sad and we are more you know looking at tv and looking at lies from politicians and so or the computers and so and yeah. and life is more and more distorted from really who we are as human beings and we are living in a world of violence of strong violence and terror and and so we really need culture and we really need the art the creation of people's thoughts and and who they are to remind us about who we are and why we are. And it's harder and harder to to find that out with the help of other people. And if we do it alone now, we, we do it through machines and not through other people. How do the lies of a narrative, because of course all narratives are essentially wonderful houses of lies that we open the door to, um, how does that differ from the lies that we have to endure in our culture, I mean, what, how can that offer us? Um, a storyteller, yeah. a storyteller is never a liar because you know it's storytelling, and storytelling, I mean, horrible storytelling. You know it's storytelling, and you take out from that, you know, the experience you really need or the yeah. shock you really need. You know, I'm I'm in the middle now of reading. A, a, a book, a very strange title. I cannot wait till. What's the name of the book? Oh, uh, 
the 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 P O I. No, no, no worries if you, if you don't know. It's on it's on my bed, and and I cannot wait till this afternoon when it is over, and I will go back to that yeah. because it's a lie because it's a novel. But I'm getting so many thoughts about time there was and and time that is coming, and it's it has this strange title of the the the. The literary and potato pie oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. society. I've heard about this. I haven't read it, I, but yeah. I, I, it is giving me so much joy, and I have so few pages left. No, storytelling is lie, but that is real lies. Yeah. But to stand on TV and say this is the truth, uh -huh. because that's what they're doing. They they don't say no. Here comes a story. No, yes. they said this they say is, this is the, truth. This is the truth. If you are lying and you say that it's the truth, it's worse than if you're lying, but there's it's a story, so yeah. you accept it. It's about And you don't believing. say it's yes, lie. Yes. You say it's a story. And I belong to the storytellers and I'm proud to be belong to the storytellers. And I feel if we are losing them because it look it's looked upon as, as some luxury and people want it to be quick and different and cartoonish. Yeah, well, We'll be a, a lost world when it comes to uh, who we are with our the soul, what yeah. the soul is all about. So you see, you see some of the more cartoonish advancements in cinema, some of yeah. the more stylistic advancements is very harmful for it. Is that what you were saying? I or? think also many of it is harmful, and, yeah. we, and we have seen it because it doesn't inspire to uh, peace and connection and. Uh, humanity it inspires Empathy. to violence and and to how many people can i kill within a minute and it looks brave and uh, strangely adventurous yeah i have to ask i mean you know you have put yourself emotionally on the line as an actor for all of these films what's it like to bear your soul for a documentary like this speaking of the difference between reality versus narrative. I mean, it's also interesting because you've also been fortunate to, in, for example, movies like Scenes from Marriage, there is kind of a, a middle ground between where it actually takes on an, almost a documentary like uh, uh, feel for a, a, a chunk of it. So what's the difference just as an actor and, and how does this make you feel to just, you know, tell your story on camera? Is that harder than inhabiting a character? What, what, what are the emotional differences here? I don't find it hard to talk about feelings and, and, and what I care about in life. And when I did this movie, I said yes, only to do two days of interviews. And I don't find that hard. It's easier for me to, to be truthful than to make myself interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I, it's not hard at all. I, I find to pretend is is harder. Mm -hmm. To lie is harder because then I'll forget what I I said in the other minute. I like to be truthful. I like yeah. to meet people who are truthful. Yeah. I like when we connect that way also because that's the way where I find uh, find myself. I'm not different than yeah. other people. Other people have the same feelings as I have and I I think we we miss that that we are uh, true to each other. So when you pretend, it's not rooted in anything solid for you. It's not a memory that lasts. Then say, 
remembering what it was like to you know walk around with Igmar uh, and talk with each other that that's more of a meaningful memory and therefore that's easier whereas if you're tapping into the deep visceral guts of something um, that's something that you almost you know you inhabit but you don't remember because that's just the way it works for you I was curious about well, this there's distinction. a lot of things that I don't remember and then you know I or maybe it was like this and I will tell it and that's more storytelling, but there's nothing wrong with that. But when I see, for example, this movie, there are things that had to do with me that yeah. I have forgotten and suddenly I see it and I know that is the truth. And even stories that I have told about us, when I see it in the movie by a film that has been taken when we did movies, I say, oh no, the reality was different. And I welcome that. I think that is great that my memories have, you know, given color to things. But when I see the real truth, I found it much more interesting. And for me to see this movie and to see certain things in this movie that I had forgotten, I I like it. And, and thus the movie is a kind of gift to me. And I said... When I said I would do those two days of interviews, I said, if I don't like the movie, because I had no idea what the movie would be about, I'm not going to sit here and be interviewed about it. But I find that this young director, he has really made a true story about a filmmaker and one of the people he worked with, and a person that he also had a deep uh, friendship relationship with. and. Uh, I'm proud because it tells the story about what it means to be a, a filmmaker and it's also true because it talks about relationship and I've had that experience that when we come to question answers after having shown the movie people will stand up and they will tell things about themselves instead of asking questions about the movie because this movie is not about Ingmar and me yeah. or Ingmar's movies is not about Ingmar and me yeah. but when I saw it the first time I thought oh was this movie about us of course it was about us but also about everyone else because that's what Ingmar did he described relationships yeah. so of course it also had to do with our relationship but I going back to my initial query it also has to do with trying to find just meaning in someone who's who's a little difficult or trying you know as you say in the movie uh, let go don't become a bitter what if um, very wise words I must say but I mean I have to ask I mean you allude in the movie to being able to take some of your negative feelings of like hatred and resentment and getting it out in performance you know how were you able to remain so calm in, in, in very tense moments and in very unusual moments because of course you also say that you call, called up Ingmar after the relationship was over <laughs> which is uh, very unusual um, so you know what, do you feel that you had some some peaceful temperament? Uh, what made you not give up and find some kind of common ground with Ingmar? I never give up. I never <laughs> give up if it's something that is important to me. Is it like never. that with all people? All people you with know? all people, I don't give up. But if it's something that I dislike or whatever, I would. I try to let it go instead of being bitter. And I know the worst with getting to my age, it is if we allow, and it's much easier at my age to do that, that you do get bitter or why is it happening to me? And you know, a lot of uh, elderly people, they, they 
they get narrow mouths and you know they criticize it and why isn't it like when I was young and yeah. so it's very very easy because we are also defending something because at a certain age you start to be invisible for people and people yeah. will talk past you and yeah. yeah you are invisible and I know this is a problem for a lot of elderly people and that's why I'm happy for this movie too that I can show we can try to be uh, there's, a, there's a time it, after yeah there is a time after and it's yeah. a good time and uh, life will be as good as we allow it to be if we are privileged like we are that we have food and we have clothes and we have a place to live most people in the world doesn't have that but now I'm talking about us yeah. who have our needs met you know we should be really happy and and grateful if I were if yeah. I wasn't mistaken I was talking perhaps to an ambassador of some sort <laughs> um, no but I mean you know how do you keep that life going I mean you sometimes see people and by the age of 40 or so you see the life in their eyes fade away their orbs turn into this sort of dark yeah. onyx dead they don't see anything joyful anymore how do you think you have managed to stay alive for so long? Is it is it in the performance? Is it in your life choices? Well, it's because I work all the time and I like to work. And if I don't have work, I make up work, you yeah. know. So I, I want to wake up and have curiosity in me. I I want to be surprised. And, and I believe uh, Søren Kierkegaard, who's a Danish philosopher, he said, we, we come to the world with sealed orders and that does make each day important because maybe today is our sealed order and that's not necessarily something big incredible it could be that day that it was important that you shook somebody's hand and maybe that is the most important thing you ever do in life because you don't know how that will wave on into something more big about do you know what I mean yeah yeah no I, yeah. I, I hear you and so we should live it's important to live and it's terribly sad to die yeah and so le let's use the time that we have and, and you know now I talk like uh, no I'm lying because I, I'm so often sad and feel m miserable and all that but this is how I wish it yeah. could be and that I will remember that because I hate old people who are bitter. <laughs> so why do you think that Ingmar chose you, of all people? What was it about him that you think, how was he able to get these, um, these deeply visceral performances out of you over these many classic films? What do you think that is? Because I was good enough. <laughs> it's I was, as simple as that? <laughs> yeah. You know, he could have found somebody else. Ah, no. He isn't or she isn't good enough. He found me good enough, so he wanted to do it the next one with me, and then the next one with me. And the only one we didn't do was uh, Fanny and Alexander, because yeah. I was stupid. I said, no, I, I don't, still do not know why. And he got very upset, and he called me Mrs. Ullman for a year, you know. <laughs> we were not friends. Wow. We were not friends, and he said, you gave up the right of the firstborn, and that sounds very dramatic, and I still don't know what it means, but it was <laughs> dramatic, but then we became f 
friends again. Yeah. And obviously that was his masterpiece, you know. I know that he didn't like to have makeup on the sets. Were there any other peculiar prohibitions when you were shooting these films? Things that he said, nope, you you can't go out in the sun, something along those lines? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and he didn't like, you know, that we went out in the evening (laughs) and he, he didn't, oh, if you went home for a weekend, if we were not filming in the city where you lived, oh, he hated everything. But that was also his insecurity. He yeah. wanted to know where everybody was at, at all the time. And I recognized that. I'm not like that. And I would never dare to say to anyone, you know, don't go out to dance in the yeah. night. But I know within myself, I, 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 I hope they will go early to bed and know their lines and so. But I wouldn't dare to say what he said. I, I know that I can do things like that. Uh, a very good friend of mine here, he phoned me and said, uh, when the, your film is going to be shown, uh, I'm going to come, but I can only see the first half, but then I have to leave because I have a very t- important meeting. I cannot believe it. I called and I got his answering service and I said, please don't come, it's terrible if somebody leaves in the yeah. middle of the performance. Yeah. No, you know, that is controlling on me. So yeah. I do those things too, but, and, but I do it seldom and I don't dare to. Ingmar did it all the time, but wow. he's really only doing what I would like to do too. Why did he want to extend his control freak tendencies to your social lives? I mean, everybody has to go out and have a drink every now and then, right? No, but you know, a lot of people then maybe drink too much or they go to bed too late. I can see why, because he wants in the studio time when we're working that we will be our very best. You shouldn't do it. I'm not saying it's right what he did, but I I can understand it. It doesn't make him into some kind of uh, vampire. No, It does make him, because that's how he was, you know. Mm -hmm. And he expected everybody else to be like that. So, so what did you guys do for downtime? Did you make any efforts to get him to relax? I mean, did he play checkers? Did he collect stamps? Oh, no. But no, we had... When we lived together, we, we did what anyone do. We watched TV. We talked. We watched a lot of uh, films. He, you know, he, he had a little cinema on this yeah. island, and we watched films. Uh, we, we, we did everything. No, he's not a party animal, but... Yeah. Neither am I, so that I didn't miss anything. Big time introverts. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the last line of changing, it may be the lost kingdom of childhood. I'm in constant. Now. That's from my book. It, from your book, it may be the lost kingdom of childhood. I'm in constant search for. In light of the teddy bear that closes this film, uh, are you still in search of this lost realm, or have you embraced this quest in the years since? No, I'm. I'm still. Because at the most happy moments of your life, and you were a little child, and everything was possible, I, yeah, I would like my day to be like that, and and it isn't, and maybe I'm I'm still seeking it when everybody is true to each other, mm-hmm. you know. I hate it that we are lying so much. Uh, we are lying so much. But to each other, to make ourselves more important or, or whatever, you know. To, to I, I hate lies. 
But humans have always lied throughout history. I, I mean, do you think it's worse now than it was? No, because I didn't live in history. But I, I know it disturbs me yeah. very much when, when, when people, for for whatever reason, to make themselves look better, they they lie about something of which you are a part, and that's hurtful. Let's hope the truth of this conversation does a lot to remedy that. Liv, thanks so much. It was a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you. (laughs) Fantastic.